This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Just starting to believe a little bit. Well, Hoylet's got the better of Buxton. Puts it into an area. Keo Zamora! Unbelievable! From the very brink of elimination, Bobby Zamora has surely scored another playoff winner. Welcome to the W12 podcast. I'm Ben Platt and this is season two, episode two. Thanks for everyone for listening. Today we're joined by two usual faces and voices. Duncan, how are you, my friend? I'm good, mate. You all right? A good week? Yes, all good, mate. All good. Feels like a long week, QPR week. I don't know why. It just feels long. Like a lot of what? stuff's happened. I don't know if I've recovered from um, Wednesday night. No. Okay. We'll get in, we'll we'll, we'll, um, we'll get into that sort of stuff in a sec. <laughs> but let's introduce let's introduce Brad. How you doing, mate? Uh, boys, you all right? You work yeah, all right, mate? Good. Yeah, all right, mate. Shattered, but what time to be alive for the Rangers fans, eh? <laughs> I mean, I don't know where to start. I, I, when I was doing, when we were chatting before with me about what we can talk about, and I mean, it was we were already getting in the middle of chats. It just in that about all the things that we could talk about. It feels like, do you know what it's good about these podcasts? I don't know if it's a good omen, but since we've started this podcast, which was sort of January time, we had the first podcast we did was really bad. It was just after the Norwich game, before the Luton game, very negative, very... And since then, I think we must have done maybe one, two, one, maybe two podcasts where it's not positive and we've not got lots to talk about in a good way and not, things aren't going... Everything's going rosy. I don't know what your boys' view of that is. Well, you think that first, very first one that was just me and you, I think we spent most of it, like, criticising Warburton and... Now look what he's done and how we're talking about him. It's like the last what six months, like eight months has been absolutely phenomenal for us. It's not a day, hasn't it? It's been not a day. Well, did you see the statistic that we've what, now won the most games in the championship this calendar year? Yeah, I mean it's slightly because like, the, oh, the other guys aren't in the oh, league, are they? But yeah. still, it's still a great stat, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So where do I? Where do we start? I think. Let's start with 
Middlesbrough because what a game. I think it's fresh oh. in everyone's mind. I can't even tell you how many times I think I shot on it at the telly in that game for one reason or another. It was unbelievable. It was so good, wasn't it? it was, that's what we call a proper game of football. I mean, there were some silly decisions from some players that game for QBR. But, you know, we, we didn't give up. We didn't give up. We, that, that's what shows the attitude there. And we, we just kept going. And, and my God, how good was Willock? Oh, phenomenal. Hey, I'm real, he? Oh. He, he, he just he showed what, he can, what he's capable of. And what he's capable of, if you give him the ball... And he and he and he's feeling it, you know. And he's got a bit of space. He can he can real cause damage, can't he? He's one of those players, Willock, right? That I was thinking about this the other day. That he seems quicker when he's got the ball. So yeah. if he's chasing someone in behind, I'm always like, how has he been caught, or why has that defender got in front of him? But then when he's got the ball and he's running with it, like you just can't get it off him. Yeah, agree, mate. I, I would say for Willock, that's probably the best half of football we've ever seen from him. I thought he was brilliant all game. I know what you mean, though. He did have a really last 20 minutes. The first, first half, I think, as a whole, we didn't perform very well. I think we struggled to break through Middlesbrough's tactics. I think they managed the game a lot better in the first half than we did. And I think they were short of supply. I think we just couldn't play our game of football. But second half, as soon as we got the early goal in the second half, the space was there. And then Willock takes advantage of those spaces. I agree with you. I think Mulnock, mate... Mordor's got a good shape there at Borough. They were hard to break down. I mean, we did break them down in the end. Um, I, I think the ref was a bit, a bit. I don't know. I don't know what your views on it, but he was all over the place it, from start it, to finish. He was a bit of a clown, wasn't he? He made that. Uh, the way it happened was all because of that ref. You know, it was just he was knocking out yellow cards left, right, and centre. There was fouls all over the place. And uh, you know, I remember the Millwall game. The referee was really good in that game. Like just letting yeah. things go and you know, just picking up what he acts to, not unnecessary bookings. And I think this ref sort, you know, he I mean, he was just well, booking everyone. Was Moses, I mean, right at the start of the half, I don't know, it seemed harsh. Well, I saw a statistic harsh. I saw a statistic on the referee, and that's the third game in a row. He sent someone off and he's given a penalty. So he's obviously like the Mike Dean of the championship or of the EFL. Just yeah. wants to be centre of attention. <laughs> and he got two massive decisions wrong. And Warlock's got every right to be annoyed because, for me, it looked like Charlie Austin headbutted him. How, how intentionally or unintentionally, I'm not sure. But, it, I mean, if the ref had saw that on VAR, he'd have sent him off, I think. And that, that one, that our second goal, our first goal, when Dickie got fouled, in, you know, in the, that was a good tackle. You know, the one yeah. before the goal. In, in the centre of no, the pitch. that was... Uh... Yeah. That was, this, um, was the second was the first, goal? Go- first or second goal? I'm not sure. No, because because but- what I liked about this, you know, I think the first goal and the third goal was for the first goal, uh, Moses like really went in on someone in the middle of the park and won the ball that he like might not necessarily have like should have got, and that set off the chance for um, Wallace down the left. And the same with um, Willock's goal, like Kake shouldn't have been able to get that challenge really. Like he busted a gut to get him back at him, win the ball. And then uh, um, Johansson played the ball through for Willock. Like the desire we showed to win the ball in those kind of positions to make chances, like I've not seen that for years from QPR players. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one quickly for Warlock that, that Brad was mentioning that he he got a he got he, he 
I for half time I was thinking he's done a job on us here. He's he's researched. Chair was being man marked, double man marked. He had no space whatsoever. Like he, he cut any space. And what he did was he let the centre. It was a second press that we, we sometimes talk about, Doug, where he yeah, where he let the centre backs come out. Once they pigs in, press. You know, you're happy for the centre halves to, to have it. I mean, Jordy, I think I swear he it was just a, him running forward with the ball, passing it, them tackling back. Him having it, it just kept going around in that first half. And I think that the red card actually did them less favours than, than good because they went out of shape then. They sort of, yeah. they, they thought they had the game sort of, you know, let's go and get it. And they sort of, I don't know, it seemed like their players, sort of everyone was sort of a bit, they weren't giving that extra 5%. They weren't pressing on the second ball. They weren't, because they, do you know what I mean? That mindset of having a, an extra man. I don't know if anyone else knows. Well, it's the old cliche, isn't it? That sometimes playing against 10 men is harder than playing against 11. And like, that was completely the case. I, I literally, when Moses got sent off, I thought, oh, here we go. We've just got back in the game. That's it now. We're going to grumble. And it was the complete opposite. And that possibly was Borough's mindset. They thought, oh, here we go. They're a man down now. Right, let's get back. Let's get our shape back. Let's back in the game. And it didn't happen. We got our shape back. Um, we were the better team, second half, completely. But we've got the likes in that squad of... Massive experience as well, but Johansson kept it together. He, he just won them knees. Not, I wouldn't say a nasty tackler, but he, he, he lets him know he's there. And, he, and you know that's what you need in a team. And I think Jordy, Jordy was superb. And I got to mention Don Ball. Don Ball, what a game! He's your mate. He's your mate, isn't he? Hey? He's brilliant, mate. To, to be fair, Don Ball probably had the best game out of anyone, really. Him and, it was, him and Chris Willock were the two oh, best players for me. Hey, I thought Jordy was brilliant, you know. I thought, especially in the second half, I thought yeah, it was but again, he, he, he made that bit of a reckless challenge, didn't he, in the box where he body checked someone. That easily could have been a pen. Yeah. He just yeah. barged into him, lads. Like, it was one of those where I thought, shit, that's going to be a pen. Do you, know, do you know what I like as well about the Jordy and Dickie? They're, they're not shy of going forward, are they? They like that gap. They find that gap. But most centre halves would, you know, either they find that they pass it. They, but these players, they they find that gap and they go for it, mate. And they just don't stop, do they? They just keep going. And that, you know, like Dicky against Millwall, kept going. He had a shot and it paid off. You know what I mean? I mean, we talk about Dicky. I mean, I don't know what else to say about him apart from just what, I'm, what I don't think in the past ten. 10 years, I'll say. I can't think of a centre-half that would even come close to him, possibly Clint Hill. But technically, Clint Hill was miles, you know, Dickie's miles better. Um, and potential, I think. They're the two that I think that you um, that you that, that you can see in Dickie. Um, but we do have a guest today that we're going to bring on for you, for all the listeners, Sean Gallagher. Sean, are you there? So we're joined by Sean Gallagher, the Twitter guru, transfer guru. <laughs> How Thanks. are you, Sean? You good? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah, good, lads. You? Yes, all good. Yeah, buzzing, good, mate. Good, mate. I guess, I'd, I guess, first question I've got for you is, is that I think that you've, we've got a perception on social media that you're sort of a lifelong QPR fan, that you've got sort of a dream job, sort of, you know, letting us all know about transfers that are going on. Is that true? Um, I'd say journalism is a bit of a rat race to be fair um, just enjoyable parts of it and there's not so enjoyable parts of it um, yeah definitely like obviously being a lifelong QPR fan obviously um, yeah like my background obviously I covered local papers 
like Brent Kilburn times. So I've done that for a couple of years way back. So obviously then like establishing contents and putting that down then. And then obviously then going out to do different other things, various other bits in the media, radio stuff, and then kind of went back to talk sport um, and then kind of built on it more, I suppose, over the last couple of years. Uh, yeah, probably following wise and just contacts, that kind of stuff. And then now I've decided to come out of it here. <laughs> Well, how did it talk sport come about then, dude? Um, Is it contacts within talk sport? Or? No, I was just, um, I was kind of doing some freelance stuff for the sun at the time and then done some stuff for talk sport and then kind of got a pro- like having chats and then got a job at talk sport. Yeah. So you say you're a lifelong QPR yeah. fan, so you've been down Loftus Road obviously since you were little, I guess. Yeah. What, what what are your sort of early memories? I was seen to go with my dad when I was four years old to about till. 2014-15 season because I was doing like commentary for um, Community Trust for the visually impaired so first game was dad, I've seen to goal was first game we got relegated so uh, after Premier League so was that Oxford home wasn't it we win 2-1 Dickie Owen Dickie Owen saw the winner didn't he so that was the first game of scenes to I've been to games my dad before my dad was like 40 odd years scenes to Um still goes now and again um, yeah so that obviously then work kind of took over. So it's a bit different than kind of, it was obviously it's, it's different kind of seeing stuff behind the scenes and people there and that. So reporting on them didn't take away my fan side, but it altered it slightly is what I would say probably. What do you mean? What, what, when you say altered, do you mean do you, is well, it less engaged or yeah, passion uh, or? Maybe a little bit, yeah. Maybe a little bit, yeah. So when you, you, you obviously report on QPR, I, I'm sure you do other stuff as well. How, how did, did did you ask for that, or did you did you just sign? I just because you're a fan. Is that how it works? No, it's just something I kind of built on. Really, I've done loads of other championship stuff. Really, so I was kind of like EFL stuff. Really, so I've done quite a lot of other stuff, uh, interviews, that kind of stuff, yeah. and obviously like Rangers stuff. The links there, so I kind of build up, and people are obviously always asking. So I think always it's good. I mean, it's good reporters. I mean, covering the club for years, like Dave McIntyre, so. Um, yeah, I just obviously done work experience West London sport when I was younger anyway, so there's obviously that. So, yeah, I just yeah, people were asking, and I was building my kind of reputation up, I suppose. Yeah, so so what's your view on this season? Then, what do what, what's your, your thoughts on, on how you predict we're going to end up? Or, I think playoffs, I think, yeah, I think playoffs, I think, yeah, as long as it's Austin really staying fit, really. Um, I think Hansen, getting your Hansen back was the key for me. The ice um, is on the cake, mate, wasn't it? Yeah, for me. Um, and I think Dickie like, shouldn't be in the Championship now, in my opinion. He's a Premier League player for me. Um, See, you've got to keep that quiet. I've seen on your Twitter, yeah, I seen on your Twitter mm. you said uh, 20 million or two one. That, that's the price tag we've got to be putting on Dickie, innit? But I don't want him to go anywhere. Yeah. We no, need to no, shut no, this window. Like, there was... Wolves are watching him all last season. Um, it's not just this season. I think it's been coming out of reports. It's not like Rob Dickey hasn't just happened overnight. Yeah, uh, There's a lot of players. I think there's one particular team Dickey wouldn't move to because I wouldn't name them, but they weren't particularly... He kind of went... He could have probably gone to them ahead of QPR or in the summer there was a bit, a little bit kind of lingering around as well. Is it Newcastle? Um, Is it Newcastle? <laughs> I would say they're admirers of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I, so, I, I so you say you, I, mean, I, think you on, I mean, 
ball playing centre half. I think he's class. To be fair, I love him. To be honest, yeah. So in in your <laughs> how do I ask this in the nicest way? So he's going to be staying this 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 summer. Yeah, I think. Well, well I'm, I'm I've been out of it now for a week, and I so, uh, <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't I don't I don't think he's leaving this chance to win. Don't know. I don't know what, in January, if he's done, I mean, if he's done amazing, and then someone offers silly money, but people aren't going to, do you know what I mean? Like, come for two or million, wouldn't it? Um, I don't think someone's going to offer. Like, they're not going to sell. Like, got a lot of players there. List chair, obviously, great talent, great lads. Um, he's someone who's another one. It's like just to just. Well, I just think those players will obviously attract interest. It's not just them. Chris Willocks, Willock, great talent, yeah. put, brought uh, picked up for like. Small fee, really. He's got a lot of potential, Chris. But if he's about consistency with him, no doubt he's got quality. Obviously, reading reading a lot about Diang as well. Obviously, yeah, keep, keep hold of it. Like, yeah, I don't know where. That, I mean, I think David McIntyre's addressing, and and I think Warburton nonsense six million. So I mean, six million when he can get his left arm, would it? Let alone so, <laughs> goalkeeper. So, yeah. but not if you have a look at Ramsdale's gone for twenty four million. I know he's got you know. Yeah, Diang's got. I think he's a work in progress. But like, I know another one. Like if you want to. If they have good seasons, why would you even the club would be silly to let these players go for anything less than these fifteen millions and odd? I mean, Dieng, yeah. again, it's agents doing their jobs, isn't it? Yeah, probably. Is um Sheffield United's interest in Dieng like solid? Are they really interested in him, or is it just rumours well, at the minute? Even, well, I'll be honest, I haven't really even heard heard that. To be honest, well, I didn't hear. I, well, I didn't hear anything about that. To be fair, no, no. no. Sure, you know you, you you break a lot of these transfers on on. on on Twitter or social media. Okay, I'm thinking about the Johansson one possibly as, as, as the one that comes yeah, to mind. Yeah, a few people are happy about that. How... <laughs> <laughs> so that's my question. When you do this, right, do, I guess you know the information long before you, you send it out. Mm, yeah, was... At what point, or not, or not actually, that would be my assumption. And, and, and what, are you just allowed to do it at whenever you want or whenever you hear it? Or do you have to uh, go to was X, a, Y, Z? And... about half nine that morning I got a text from an agent with links to QPR telling me Stefan's on the training ground today. Then at about half 11, a good friend of mine who has connects to QPR told me, I normally double or triple source and I had to get someone who was at the training ground that day to confirm it for me. So I got that about 20 past 12 and then tweeted it down the store online. Yeah, so I wouldn't have, with that, because it was quite, quite, I wouldn't have gone with that unless I had like two, three sources because I could have got, I had to get these, I had to get that thing double, triple source because if you don't, you look silly in it. It was a dicky one as well. That's another one that comes to mind. Yeah. I was with you, Doug, actually, at the time. And, um, well, medical. I think you broke that oh, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you broke that one as well. <laughs> so, you know, I think, yeah, I mean, obviously you're not going to say your source, but is it, is it that you've got a source within the club or does it come from Talk Sport or where, nah, does, where, does, where does it actually come um, from? I think you've got... Or do they rely on you to get it? No, nah, I just think, I think you've got to build your own thing, really. Um, in terms of sources, I'd have good relationships with a lot of people. So it could be agents, scouts, uh, a lot of the players, families, it's a big thing. Um, club people might get on with some of the club people, mate. Um, yeah, probably, yeah, that kind of things, really. And then, if that, that though, I had to get it backed up by someone who was that who was there because it's, it's all right, te- people telling me who, who weren't there, kind of thing. But that had to be, had to get that. So I waited two or three hours, kind of thing. That was all kept quiet on the sh- quiet. That who, um, you know, you say you got in trouble, people weren't happy with that. Who, who are they? Yeah, like trouble, but obviously, uh, maybe people who might have, maybe I've just broken before someone else, kind of thing, or maybe yeah, yeah. I wanted to keep the club, wanted to keep it quiet, kind of thing. And I, I didn't get any um, 
the club wouldn't come on and that kind of thing. So that wasn't, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 bet, your, <laughs> I bet your Twitter was going mad, wasn't it, with the Johansson one? Yeah, it was a bit mad, yeah, to be fair. What is it? I mean, we just touched on it there. When you when you do break these things, or, or I guess you're bombarded with QPR fans every day with some form of questions. Yeah, I used to be. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that was probably yeah, me yeah, and Ben yeah, mostly. Yeah, before you went, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Um, is it frustrating for you when you do that? Is it? Do you? Yeah. Do you? If you're on Twitter you and you're like, like, you've got to like, if you're doing something and you're like consistent with it, you've got to keep people in the loop, really, didn't you? So that's like. That's what I tried to do. I think I've done all right. So, no, yeah, great. I mean, I mean, you're, we, were, we were talking the other day. Who's going to break these transfers now, mate? Who is, well, this, is there an heir? You've already, already name dropped um, David McIntyre. So, is he on now or go to now? No, Dave, Dave's been, you know, I mean, a lot of respect for Dave. Dave's been doing that a long, long time. Do you know what I mean, involved in the journalism industry. Do you know what I mean, someone I've done my work experience for um, when I was younger. So, Dave's been, you know, he knows QPR, than not he? So, of course, he's someone who's a trusted source for sure. When you when you're when when you are breaking transfers, do, do they know? Do they know as well? Is it just whoever does it first, kind of thing? In regard, um, uh, it's what, like the West would, London, would, would, with, you know, the, you know. Uh, who... I suppose that'd be a question for Dave, wouldn't it? Um, <laughs> I don't. I suppose maybe I don't know really. Um, you might it might be something I would have heard of, and then to be fair, I might be getting something sourced, and there was a, I can't remember what it was, and then. Um, Dave might have got it something all there like with the Moses. I think the Moses thing. I think maybe Dave might have heard about that because he obviously he'd said about Todd Kane wasn't wanted. Um, he he probably might have had that. He might have. I don't know. I don't know if he did, but he might have held on to something knowing. And then I've obviously done the Moses thing, broke the Moses thing. But obviously he's got a lot of contacts. Obviously he's not. I'm sure he knows a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that your sort of contacts are more like agents and people within the club. I don't know why I would think that it would be. I don't know. I don't know actually what. Yeah, I it's play, obviously, well, obviously tell anyone, but obviously players and yeah, families and all that. Yeah. It wouldn't just be like there isn't a particular source kind of thing. It'd be different people. Yeah, I think some people might think it's the same particular people, but yeah, <laughs> it's not. Uh, so you're at the game. No, it now. wasn't. Sorry, it wasn't. Yeah, so, I'm um, joining again. Retired. You're out of the game. <laughs> so you're, you're a lot freer now in, in our questioning, I feel. So okay. I, I wanna, can we just, I just want to go, I've got a few transfer rooms or, or people that I want to ask your opinion on. And obviously you, okay. can, you can give that as, you know, whatever you want. If you want to tell us exactly what's going to happen, then you can. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but what came, Todd Kane? So I know, what, what, what's... what's, what's um, oh God, how long we got? <laughs> For that, I feel like it's, it's a bit of a, I, don't know, really. I thought he was liked in the club, right? Last season, as in, and, and uh, just all of a sudden it just switched. I could have been wrong on that. That's just the perception I got. Well, there was a thing. I felt a little bit. I probably am up for this, but I was a little. I felt a little bit sorry for him in the respect that there was an FA case, which was, which was, in my opinion, and many people at the club learned nonsense. He was told to tell the truth in that respect by the manager and other people, which he did. He ended up getting. Let's be honest. He was he was made a bit of a yeah. an example of when he was the ban. Um, yeah. Dick, Rob Dickey and him both te- both had testimonies that Todd, that the other geezer who played in the playoffs, said something back to him. He he didn't play in the playoffs. They got promoted, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, basically feels it, obviously in that respect. But obviously the other thing, then it is what it is, kind of thing. Like 
the lads, what is it, our generation, they're like, they're, they're only, to me, young up-and-coming fans, like, they've done an interview and they didn't know that was going to, they didn't obviously know that was going to blow up like that, so they're not anything to blame, in my opinion. Um, and like Todd, Todd's 27, isn't he? Like, you can't really go and say oh, I'm better than, I like Todd, yeah. to be fair. I like people, I like people around him, kind of camp, um, I like them, get on with them. Um, but yeah, I think he knows that, Todd, so you shouldn't have said that, because he's playing well, he's, he's, he was starting mm. to play to a decent level. Yeah. He's, a, he's a good player. I don't, do you know what I mean? Um, but that gave Ozzy a kick up the backside, in my opinion. And then Ozzy goes on and plays really, but he can't say you're better than someone else publicly. And, nah. and Todd knows that. Todd will know that. He'll come on here and say the same thing. But um, it is what it is. Like when that happens, Mark Warburton kind of no, getting a, a, de- a got decent understanding of what Mark's about as a man. And that's, he, he was never really going to, that was the end, really, wasn't it? Is he, so I've seen he's obviously, he's obviously on the move. It's not happened mm. so far. Is that because of his ban? Because is it because um, we're waiting for some sort of agreement for him to go? Yeah, he, he, well, essentially, uh, early in the window, I think uh, very Fry Peterborough. There was some conversations. Um, uh, who else did I hear? I think there's something from Mill. Was it Mill? Might have been Mill. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, there was a lot of other things which kind of come out, which weren't like Charlton was nonsense. Um, don't know where that came from. Um, this, from what I alluded to, there was concrete two or three League One clubs. That's all I was told recently that on on the table for Todd. Um, I can't really say much more than that. That was that, that was kind of what I was told. But, um, that he had a couple of offers from League One, which is shame because he's not a League One player. But the ban thing comes into it, and then like he's still he's not informed of any of the lads there kind of thing. He's not like but he obviously got banished. Got told so, the first day pre-season. Do you think it's Tarnish his reputation among clubs. Do you think that's why maybe some championship clubs aren't looking at him because of what's I think happened? The, I think it was more. I think it was more the band thing. Like clubs were like, yeah. "Oh, he's banned though." For how many games? That's how many games? Seven. It was seven. seven. Was it yeah. Two towards the end of the last season was it? Or three was it? So, it was two towards the end. Yeah, two, and he's yeah. done the clubs, three. I think, or three. Clubs I think clubs are hesitant because of that. Really, I still think Todd's a decent player, but obviously the it, Chelsea thing, and then, and then yeah. obviously you're saying you're better than someone else. Yeah, it's, I guess it's it's it's. it's, 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 it's uh, I mean, it is what it is. Like. I felt, I can't remember if I can say I felt sorry for him because he shouldn't really say that, but it's obviously like the fans, he's getting ham- he got hammered left, right and centre. But I think in that interview yeah. that he'd done, um, I think Dave McIntyre alluded to it, like he said, like he would fair play to them for, he'd break that story. Because yeah, Dave would run that story yeah. if he got the line, he yeah. would be fair to him. I suppose yeah, like, as a, with yeah. your journalist head on, that's a bit of a coup, isn't it? Like getting him to, like a player to open up like that, kind of, if I'm honest, would, it would I, sell stories, wouldn't it? not, because I, I would, I would there has been like, for instance, when I done a, like, a massive like when I put Ian Holloway a couple of years ago, that one that was a pretty explosive interview, which a couple of people weren't particularly happy about. In that instance, if if because knowing like my experience and knowing how the backlash to it, if Todd would have said that to me, I wouldn't have included it in an interview. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being honest, just to just to kind that, of, I know yeah, your I know experience, the, I know the camp, and I know to, yeah, I just I know it, I know that be his career done, but that's not saying anything about our generation because they they've done a nice interview and that's packaged up. That's nothing. Yeah, that's yeah. just the way I would have looked at it. That's just my opinion. Dave McIntyre, as you said online, he would have ran with that story because he would have because he doesn't give a shit what anyone says. To be fair, yeah. like I would, but I know that I I just know that would have finished his career off, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I want to. It's done. I want to just go. Away. Sorry, I'm not cutting you off there, but I just want to go away from the Todd Kane. I've I've been reading this as well about Andre Gray. I don't know if you can. Tell us anything about this, or is we've, it? Is it? We've got. Yeah, what have we had? We've had some like proper, proper inside. Like you know, we say inside, but you know that the clubs. You know that there's been talk, and there is some serious, um, some serious interest from us. But it's, it's wages is difficult. 
wages massive at Watford. So yeah, he'd have to be taking a pretty huge at Watford. He'd have to be taking a pretty considerable drop. The manager wants him. I think I alluded to that a couple of weeks ago. He likes him a lot. Um, yeah, I'd say it's more the manager than anything else. If I'm being honest, because obviously links with Brentford. Yeah. Tell it, player. I know like he hasn't really been. Well, Andre Gray is still. It's just about his really the hunger in it to kind of prove a point of desire. Um, there's interest there, yeah. and I, I would. It's the way. The wages, really, I would say. Yeah, we've yeah. done it a few times, haven't we? With wages, we've managed to wangle some sort of you'd deal. Have to, you'd have to be paying probably more than, even if you're paying 40 50 percent of the wages, I think you'd be paying more than quite a lot of people in that squad. If everyone if, he's on if, a massive yeah. dirt, Watford. well, I've got told he's on big, big dirt, Watford. Yeah, yeah. Think, they'd want to get him off a bit, though, wouldn't you? They wouldn't want to leave him there. So, the closer the window comes, you'd think that that percentage will come down and down and down. I think a couple other clubs, I think a couple other clubs sniffing as well. Yeah, so I don't know, I don't know if that'll happen or not. But I just got told the manager liked him, and if, if they could get it, it's, it's Todd really, isn't it? Because Todd Kane, like his contract, like he, they, um, I think it was going to be if you wanted to go pay me off, kind of thing, not like the whole thing, but pay up a amount where because obviously you've got to remember, like, Todd's on a contract. Like, if he's going to drop down to League One, like, yeah. wherever jobs we're in, okay, he's not going to be paid anywhere near what he was at QPR, is he? He's going to be taking them, like, so obviously he wants to get compensating himself for the money, isn't it? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the game. Like, you're not going to take, like, an, a 50, it's going to be, you've been seriously, a lot less money in League yeah. One. Half, yeah, yeah. More. More. Probably less, more, less, yeah. less 60, 70%. He's on decent, though, at QPR. Do you, do you think that, that we're done now in this window if Andre Gray's not happening? Do you think we're we're finished or do you think there's there's room for one more? What would you I reckon? Told, maybe one more, I think. I don't know if even if it'd be Andre Gray, maybe one more. That's all I can Is it is it definitely like a striker position though we're looking at? Or is it another position? That's kind of what was indicated to me. I've had a conversation a couple of conversations a few days ago, yeah. Yeah. Few days ago, I, th- I think I, th- I don't know about Gray. From being honest, I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure. Another one floating around the last couple of days, probably fad led, but it was Naki Wells. Is that one? Is, I, is there honest, anything I, in that I, one? I, I, I don't know if there is, but I, I haven't heard anything on that. From being completely oh, honest, so I won't pretend I have. I think I think we just would love that, wouldn't we? <laughs> well, yeah, he was happy there, but at the end of the day, if someone's going to offer you uh, like job security, his missus and his family, and he's going to go and offer you a nice, is it three year deal and three, lovely yeah. wages? Then what are you going to do? You're not going to turn it down. <laughs> yeah. Everyone can say, oh, why didn't you stay? And if everyone, just because he hasn't, I don't think the, the fans aren't really having him there, are they? From what no, I've seen. No, no. I think he'd be no. available. He's not start. He didn't start tonight. Um, he hasn't even come off no. the bench either. So. I don't know, maybe Lee Hughes and Les Fern have got something up their sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> I, think Mark, I think Mark can't complain about his transfer window, though, can he? No. I think he's... No, no not at all. No. We've no. Done, we, I think we've done everything we've, you know, the fans want and more. Do you know what I mean? We've, I think we've done brilliant this window. So, Sean, at the end of the um, summer, did you know the club were trying to tie up the four loan deals? Like, would you like, did you have the information or? Yeah, they weren't all of them. It was all, I think the manager made it pretty clear. Like, they knew that, I think I had alluded to online, like, Stefan was going to take quite a bit of work. There was daily contact for a long time. So, obviously, it's up to Fulham and obviously the change of manager. um, And obviously, Stefan's. Earning decent money, I'd say at QPR, and he's he's the captain, isn't he? So, but he's yeah. he's he's great, and he? so he's a top operator. He's unreal. If you want, if yeah. you want the players, then you've got to pay him when you he's end off someone yeah. else. Yeah, well, he's top class though. Did you manage to watch the Borough game at all? Yeah, watch the Borough game. Watch the Borough game. Cause mad game, would it? <laughs> yeah, resilience, fair play to tonight. Resilience. I thought they'd done really well. Yeah. 
probably so, like Joe Lumley had a bit of a I like Joe lad as a lad um, yeah that goal it'd be disappointing <laughs> wouldn't it, it? He, I, do, yeah. I think a couple of the goals he could be there's the third goal mm. as well I don't know he just yeah, to not reach for it. Yeah, manager wanted to keep him to be fair, but I don't, he wanted, didn't want to be sitting on the bench kind of thing. Go to Borough and Neil Warnock was, but like in contact of him like in the, end of the season, like wanting to be him on board. What was that? Did they, they had a? Do you know anything about their body? Was it nothing? Was it made bigger than what it was? Do you know? In regards to no, I think yeah, just, lovely and Warburton. It's just, I mean, it's just people just conversations in it. I think Mark was quite complimentary of Joe. You know, like, yeah. Whenever I've like if I've had a little bit of a thing, it happens in a football club and it like. Barney's in the next day. Joe was very a good servant to keep. I know sometimes I take a piss out of them whatever, but he was Joe was a good lad. He's a good lad and he represented the club well. I'm sure the people like Steve Gallon who were there when he was a kid and all that would say the exact same thing. Yeah. Good luck to him. Yeah. Sure. What we normally do is when we get people on, we normally get them to do a um, you know, a five-a-side team of some sort. Obviously, you've not played yeah. with any of the players, so but yeah. but obviously you're a big fan. So you know, it'd be good to know if you had a five-a-side team, everyone in their prime, well, in, in their QPR days, prime. Who would you pick? Five-a-side. Um, yeah, if you could. For a Paddy Kenny and go, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just yeah, he's top draw for me. Over the end, yeah. Over the end, yeah. I'm just like, I'm kind of thinking like everything like nostalgia. Like, I'm just thinking everything like, yeah, Paddy, just that clean sheet record. Was it that clean sheet that season? Those seasons are just his class at really. I thought he was underrated. I know he had some, I I think Paddy's top draw. I'd have Clint Hill there because he's an absolute warrior. Um, proved a lot of people wrong, legend. I'd have Dickie in there because he's like, he'd do bits five a side, wouldn't he? Just run around everyone and just. I know, but probably people probably maybe say to wrap, but I'm gonna be listening there just because I want a bit of the current day things. So I'd be listening there on five of us like doing bits and the banana up top. Um, I probably was probably either Helgerson or Zamora probably for that kind of thing. Yeah. Probably Bobby, Bobby because I see I see a, a clip a few weeks ago like him smashing one in the West Ham charity game and it probably Bobby up there. Yeah, oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, Bobby's just yeah, he's top drawing it. I was surprised how good he was, Bobby, when he signed. Like he was still fairly old at that point, not old. But, and his know, knees and everything. He was like injury yeah. prone. He's still like, yeah. I remember t- and mentioned Charlie Austin about that. He's in Twitter saying, "Going like, without him, you know, you're not half." I wasn't just. I was like, your partnership. Like he was massive reason your success. He's like, yeah, mate, hundred percent. But Zamora and Austin were very like really, really good partnership, Premier League wise. Yeah. yeah, top draw. Who's your um, Who's your tip for the season within the squad? You know, maybe. Just someone who's just going to light up the squad in the league. Mm, We're already yeah. when you ask someone, you always get. I find at the moment you're getting different answers from everyone. It's not an obvious choice. Like young, so um, Br- Brad's dark horse for the season is um, Lee Wallace. <laughs> he thinks he's going to have a <laughs> proper like bang on season. Lee, he's going to be our star player. Lee, Lee, Wallace is, me, no. Lee Wallace has been superb so far this season. No, he's strong. He's a good Mark Warburton. I mean, he protects him to that. I mean, he'd like his, yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'd probably say, I mean, yeah, I say Chris Willer. That's, that's Amy's biggest fan, isn't it? Fucking hell, Chris Willock, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <Christ>. Um, <laughs> if I say Chris Willock, I'm copying her, aren't I? Um, probably say, I don't I, I mean, I, he's come back from two series. I like Luke as a lad in there and his family and all that. I'd like to see Luke come back and smash it, to be fair. But two serious injuries a hard one. Yeah. Um, I just I'd like to see that, but probably Ilias. Ilias needs this season now to smash it and then to get a Premier League move, or hopefully QPR go up. Obviously, yeah. And this yeah. is the thing where like where Eze done it and Abire 
concentrate and put his head down and listen to people. And like, this is this this is the season for Elias, I think, where he needs to like goals assist and like really push on with it because he's he's a massive, he's an unbelievable talent for me. He's got everything. Yeah. He's got the gift of the gab. He's got the temperament. He's got the everything, the swagger, the I, skill. Seems like a top follow. bloke as well. We had him on the podcast. Yeah, definitely. Seems a top man. Dad's, dad's a nice guy. Yeah, really good family. Yeah. I'd like to see old Sam McCullum and, and Jimmy Dunn. They, they seem good players yeah. as well, don't they? Good um, signings, yeah. Yeah, but obviously you've got Wallace in front of him. You've got the back three at the moment. It seems settled, doesn't it? Yeah. It's going to be difficult for Jimmy Dunn to get in. But sure, what are you up to? What are you, what are you going to do then? Um, like I'm a sports management company, so I'm like working with players on like their um, social media, PR, general right. media stuff, just assisting with them, that, all that kind of stuff, really. So yeah, I've got a few players on board and then uh, today was long. I went to Richmond to meet a player's dad this morning and uh, it took me four hours to get to Birmingham, as I said to you. Like, oh, yeah. It's long, this drogo shaft. Um, met a player there in Birmingham and then that uh, was a couple of hours and then just come back. I shower, wash, I went, here I am. <laughs> if, you, if, you get, if you get the player new, you get any transfer news, what are you, what's your, are you going to break it or just sit on it? Or what are you, what, what are you doing? No, no, I'm not. I'm out of that now. No, no tweeting. People don't want me tweeting that, do they? I'm out of it. I'm out of it. I'm, I might hear stuff. But no, no, I'm sure, not, you can always tweet me it, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'll, keep, I'll keep it quiet, innit? I can't say anything now. I've retired, I've retired. Fair enough, mate. All right, mate. It sounds like you've had a long day, mate. We'll let you go. Look, really grateful for you coming on, mate. And um, good luck with the next part of your career, mate. And um, hopefully, we'll see you down Loftus Road, mate. Some point. Yeah, nice one, yeah. Sean, good luck, mate. All the best. Yeah, yeah. Cheers, mate. Good luck. Cheers to the invites, lad. Nice guy, eh? Really, really, really good. Insightful. Um, I've always wanted to ask him these questions, but when you're on Twitter, you just, you know, you you, you know, in his job, he's never going to really open up while he's doing that job. So now he's finished. I feel we've got a bit more out of him than we would have done before. So really, you'd think you'd really job. like that job to, to 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 break the transfers, but I actually think it's the worst possible thing like to do with the amount of people that contact you and that what they you know what they say and and and, 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 and actually it actually happened as well because <laughs> the one time it doesn't happen, that's it. <laughs> Your name's yeah. kind of tired. Like imagine like like the Peter Odden Wiggy. Yeah. Yeah. He's at the ground. He's having a medical. Yeah, exactly. I didn't go through with it. You'd be like, "Oh no, what have I done?" Your phone would be going off all the time, wouldn't it? I'd have to mute <laughs> it, and I'd miss, I'd miss all the proper stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like like he alluded to there. Like we, you know, we've we've got everything. Like it looks like we like Brad said, we've done everything right in this transfer. But I just can't help but think that we're a forward away from just being like perfect, like ready to go. There's nothing, you know. Warburton has got all the tools to build a house, literally all the tools, everything, all the money, everything. And he, um, so it's up to him to, to build it. Sounds a bit like he's all the way here, doesn't it? He's just missing the chimney now, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. Some people don't like a chimney, but you know what I mean? You want one, isn't you? It's, it's interesting there, though, that when we just speak to Sean, obviously, I still think from, from what he was saying, there's, there's one more signing happening. Yeah. I feel there's, I think- there's, there's definitely one that's going to happen. So we're definitely going to get a striker in because I think we're light there, aren't we? And the problem see- is, like, I, I can't see us getting like another like Premier League loan in. And you think we've got Dykes, we've got um, Charlie. If we're not playing two up front, who's going to want to then play third choice coming from online? Like Andre yeah, Gray but- is going to want to come and play third choice for us, is he? Yeah, but strikers, yeah, I get it. I get your point. And yes, there is probably an element of that. But also, any striker's going to look at the club at the moment and think, I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of that club. I want to get promotion. I want to be, it looks like, you know, it's London, you know, and actually Austin can't play 
every week, right? No. So and, and Dykes, like actually Dykes seems like he can play 90 minutes every game, well, but you're gonna to want to protect you, him, aren't you? Yeah. Did you see the stat about Dykes in his last eight away games? He's either scored or assisted in the last eight away games for us. That is mad, isn't it? That's like like I know he's he, str- he struggled. He had a patch didn't he, during the season where he struggled last Christmas and stuff. That when we had that awful running, and since like he started scoring goals again, he's been a completely different player. He offers us so much, and like it's it's work rate for me. He doesn't stop running. He, he tries. I know he's not technically the most gifted striker in the world, and like you sometimes you think Alfie missed that, but he's getting the chances and he's starting to put him away. He doesn't need to be technically good, really. Like, I think it was Charlie who said in, in one of our pods or, or on an interview he did, he said, all he needs to do is get in the right positions because if you get in the right positions and you get the chances, you'll score You'll score enough. Especially yeah. in this team, we create enough chances. You know, I was, you know, in that Middlesbrough game, that, that, that chance that he had in the first half, you know, when he sort of, it was a good save from like Joe Lumley. Um, but, he was just there, wasn't he? And it nearly went in. Like, yeah. you know, he was there. He didn't, didn't quite get the right connection, did he? No, but like pre-Christmas or pre-sort of his run, it will probably be like still running in the box or something or, or gone to the back post. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just those decisions that he seems to make. Um, and, and, yeah, I mean, I think he could, be, he could easily get 15 goals a season. 100%. 100%. I, I still think that he, he, he could be one of our best players this season. There's nothing. There's nothing to say that he can't be. You know what I mean? No, not at all. No, he he um, he, he just sometimes he does go a little bit missing. I think sometimes he he if he comes up against it, bounces off him sometimes the ball. Like and it's you know when you talk about Bobby Zamora, we talk about how the ball just stuck to him, didn't it? If he could just add that to his game, where he just all gets it, he gets it, and and, he, and, it, and it's gone. You know, sometimes it feels a bit like a hot potato, and it gets sort of. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But he's scoring goals now, and actually, you, it doesn't. You know, as long as he's scoring goals, it doesn't really matter, does it? No, I want to. I want to. we talk about strikers now. I want to talk about Austin boys. I, I mean, I don't know what your views are, but to me, I don't know what's happening there or what. But he doesn't look himself, uh, especially when he come on a bury. He looked very frustrated. I, I think I there was a there was a rumor going around wasn't there, that he's come back a little bit overweight. Pre-season, I don't know whether he's been able to shift it. That's what yeah. I've heard. On that's what I've heard is that he's so whether it's like a bit of annoyance that he picked up the knock, didn't he, against Millwall? So yeah. is that probably has that set back his like pre-season like fitness, getting his fitness up, all that kind of? Because you look at um, Stefan, he's getting better and better each game because his fitness is getting up. Whereas Charlie's not getting the consecutive games because he had that knock. He's missed. He's missed a couple of games. He's come on. He, I always yeah. feel like he needs a run in the team to get his match fitness properly back. And then I think we'll see the real Austin. Yeah. yeah. But it's worrying, isn't it? Not, not only because you need someone like Charlie to play in regularly. You know, you see what happens to an Austin that doesn't play regularly. You see it at Southampton, West Brom, all the yeah. clubs. If you put him on the bench and he doesn't get his 10 minutes a game, you're not going to see, you know, you are, you're getting the worst Charlie Austin. And that's why Warburton has got to manage this, really. And he will get frustrated quickly, Charlie. He'll, he'll be thinking to himself, well, I've just come to help you out. You're not you know, playing me. But then he's got Willick and Cher, who I wouldn't drop. I wouldn't drop Dykes. So he's got to make sure he manages that well. And I think he loses that in a lot of interviews. He needs to manage a lot of these players well. Jordy needs to be managed, you know, because... He... It's almost like a good headache to have, but it's still a headache. 
but, isn't it? Yeah, and, it, and it's you really, need that. yeah, it's yeah. really headache, isn't it? It's it's the one that everyone wants to be part of the team. Everyone wants to play. Every you know, and that's just comes with being a better side, I guess, and the challenges that you get. Because when you're down the bottom, you get more injuries. No one wants to play, I reckon, and you're sort of battling. Um, but it'd be interesting. We'll keep an eye on, I think, on Charlie. But he can score goals. Just put him in. Yeah. But it's almost like if, if it's on great grade, does happen, it, you know, it would be decent because we've got the likes of Dykes, Austin and Gray. They'd all be fighting for that position. That's what you want from three strikers in a squad. Yeah. And like, like we um, briefly spoke about before we came on, like the formation was tweaked from the Millwall game, obviously where Charlie picked up the knock. We went back to one up front because obviously then Ily- Ilias was back from his um, illness. Like we still have that to get back to. We can still play Charlie and Dykes together up top and rest either Chris or Ilias. Yeah, like, no, we've got great, that flexibility yeah. in, in the haven't we? So, and even when when we play like that, those formations, I think both still work. Like I don't feel like it affects how as a team they play, but with I find sometimes with um, Chair and Willock, it's just so much more fluid. The movement's more fluid. Yeah, it depends on the game, the time. You know, it depends on what's going on in the game. You know, I think I think it's difficult because I think if you play Dykes and Austin up front together, it does give you something different, as in the ball can stick up there quicker, and it doesn't. Because sometimes I feel like with Chair and Willock, they can sometimes be isolated. You can mark them a little bit, and then you getting the ball up and it's just coming back and getting up and it's coming back whereas if you stick them two up you get that and, and Cher or Willick in a round it frees up that Willick or Chair position a bit more um, so I think that's the benefit of it but it's it's interesting that we don't ever go to a four isn't it I don't know you know well what do you think uh, we're going to do at the weekend because obviously uh, Lee Wallace is potentially out I don't think Sam McCullum's fully fit and so, Moses had an absolute. And Moses is obviously left. Moses has been sent off, so he can't yeah, play anyway, can he? Yeah. So Barbie will go out and Jimmy Dunn come in. Then obviously yeah. um Aussie back at right back uh, well, right wing back. Yeah, I think that'll be where he goes, mate. Yeah, I think everyone else would be fit. I think Stefan was just a bit of crab, a bit of tiredness. I think he'd be all right. He yeah. seems like a fit lad, doesn't he? I love do you know what I love about him? Do you know what the biggest thing about that Middlesbrough game that, that really impressed me was just you know, pardon the tone, but the shithousery that he, that, you know, it's, it's a terminology, isn't it? To, to, to find someone who, who just is just a little like an annoyance to the other team, kicking the ball away. It's just, it feels like nothing, but what yeah. it does, it, it, but it, it does do but something. You know what he was doing? He's kicking it, it away. That, it's the experience that the him ball. and, yeah, him and Charlie have that, 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 that gamesmanship of like standing over a free kick so they can't take a quick one. Or, or, or like, chatting to the ref, right? And yeah. slowing the game down. Chatting to him for more than 10 seconds about what they're going on. And all that does is it slows the game down. That's exactly what you want. You don't want to just go, oh, yeah, he's not found. Everyone gets back in position. Yeah. Have a word with the ref. Um, you know, like how many times did he just kick the ball away or just like just but, be an annoyance to them? What I found funny was that Middlesbrough did that from as soon as the penalty went in. They started time-wasted and like literally just... All that kind like, of like gameplay, from, and then as soon as we started doing it, we started kicking off and going mad. Just one of them in it. Also, in that, anyone seen the steam coming out of Neil Warnock's ears? <laughs> 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 I watched his interview. Actually, it was really weird. Uh, I had to sign up to Middlesbrough's bloody um, <laughs> it website to listen to it because I was so desperate to see that they got like an email and, and everything. I was oh like, no! And he did. He didn't say anything. He was absolutely fine with it. He's like, it was normal. He just said, oh, the ref, you know, moaning about Charlie Austin's head. But 
But other than that, he was. Fit. I was thinking he was going to go mad and everything, but no, he didn't. Bit disappointed, actually. Yeah. Well, guys, I feel like we haven't even touched on the whole game. I feel, I, think... I feel like it was similar to the Borough game, only in, only in that we started the whole the, the Middlesbrough game how we were in the middle part of the whole game. Yeah, like and the 50, start against the Newell game. Yeah, we've been we've 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 got that in us that little poor patch where we're te- we can't put a pass together, um, and it, it's just come at different points. And, and we've been fairly lucky, not lucky, but Hull probably should have scored. Um, Millwall could have easily been two 0 up that quickly, and Middlesbrough in that first fifteen minutes could have been two up. I mean, yeah. Um, so we've just got to be a little bit careful with that. And Barnsley is not going to be an easy game, and they're going to be well up for it. They beat up, they, you know, they're the same. I mean, they're not the same side because they've lost a few players, but they were they were one of the best teams we saw last year at Loftus Road. Yeah, yeah, but like you said, they've lost a few players, different manager again. Well, that's like what four seasons in a row they've changed manager. Like that's going to disrupt players eventually. So hopefully they've not gelled yet, and they'll be shocking tomorrow, and we'll have a nice easy oh, win. <laughs> they lost midweek, didn't they, to Luton? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they did one nil. Talking about like other clubs, don't you talk about transfers, like mad transfers that have happened this week? Look, I just find the whole transfer window completely mad. Like, um, so just a couple of little facts. Once the um, Fulham have like signed, signed, sealed the whole lot with the their new Brazilian striker, they've spent twenty million this summer on transfers. And the whole of the other championship clubs put together have spent 21 million. Like, that's madness. I, I know, obviously, they're, they're getting around FFP with the Wilson deal because they're not paying anything to a next season. But it's just crazy that teams are, are paying that much money. And obviously, like Stoke again, they've just got um, Sawyers on loan, haven't they? Like, what signing like, that is? So, doing, that is an unbelievable signing. But, like we said, what? Why are West Brom learning about it? He's a quality player. What? Well, unless obviously, obviously they've got the money from selling Pereira, haven't they? So whether they're, get, they're thinking of getting someone else in, obviously they got Mauer in in the summer, who was probably one of the best players last year. In Not according to Bradley. Barnsley. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> but, well shocked, mean, but, but then like, there's some other mad transfers, like Gary Cahill going to um, Bournemouth. Like... <laughs> A 35-year-old Champions League winner, Premier League winner, playing for Bournemouth in the Championships is mad. Good signing, really, as we think about it. Yeah. You know, it's just to but stay fit, isn't it? All the main transfers that have happened this week have been frees or loans. It just shows you where the players are, this, like, where the market is this summer. There, are, there isn't going to be a lot of money spent until people like Bournemouth, who've just sold Dan Juma, Sheffield United, who've just sold um, Ramsdale, have got that money in now then that's going to start feeding down into the rest of the league, isn't it? Yeah, you'd think I so. Can't, like, I, I can't imagine the Blackbird haven't spent the Armstrong money. I would have thought they would have gone out and spent some of that by now. Well, a lot of it went to Newcastle, didn't it? Yeah, well, yeah. Hey, tell you what I seen the other day, mate. Well, Jack, Phil Jagielka at Derby. <laughs> i tell you what, just quickly, I don't want to talk about other clubs too much, but Derby, I look at their 11 midweek. There's nothing wrong with it. It's it's a really it's not a bad team. I mean, it's not going to be. I don't think it's going to get promoted, but it certainly is enough to stay in the league. Uh, they always ball. they always manage to squeak through everything, don't they? Yeah, it's one of them. I couldn't care about them. That that they give us the best day at Wembley ever. <laughs> ever. 
I think I nearly got run over by the bus after. Yeah, you did that. Yeah, that wasn't funny. It was funny. (laughs) What do we um? Any what do we think? Last week or two in the window, I think. Any predictions? I think Kane will Um, go, won't he? I think we should just close the window today. I'm still worried. It's transfer deadline day now. We're 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 supposed to lose. It's ended. Okay, window's finished. Dickie Can you see and, anyone going? I can't, mate. No, and the reason why I can't is because it's so late in the window that every player is worth an extra few million now, five million, you know. So clubs will be reluctant to give them that extra, but clubs will be reluctant to sell for what they're probably worth because they can't bring anyone in. And I don't think anyone in the QPR squad would be pushing for a move because I think they'd all want to be part of what we're building and what's going to happen this well, what we hope is going to happen. We're going to have a good season, whatever that looks like. Um, and I just think next summer could be that, could, 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 if we don't go up, could be the summer that we lose a couple of players. But if the board play it right, it, 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 if we lose a Dickey, okay, yeah, it's, but we know we're all going to lose him. They should be preparing for that this summer, just in case we don't go up, looking at the lower leagues, League One, League Two, pick up the best centre-off in there, and then we just start again. That makes yeah. sense. Like the cycle. And Brentford doing really well. Brentford doing it. Yeah. Oh, I don't because we're getting they're moaning aren't they that we copy them for everything because about yeah. our B team Bristol now. City did it Bristol City did it but they've just run out now they've it well too long for them and they were just they were doing really well at buying good players and then selling them for more and then buying again and going down and then, but then yeah, yeah but they started they started buying experienced players didn't they that's the problem they started yeah. spending big money on big wages like people like um, Vyman like, like, like Wells like they're older players and they've got no real sell on value but they're offering them, they're paying them, what, 40 odd grand a week. That's when the cycle stops. As soon as you start getting the experienced players in and not getting the younger players, if it doesn't if it doesn't work, you don't get promotion, you then start having that soft shot cycle. The cycle goes back again, doesn't it? You start struggling. Yeah. And that's, what we've well, got, that's what we've got to be careful of, haven't we? I personally don't think we're at a stage where we're, we're going to take steps forward and go back. I think we're just hopefully... Well, hopefully, I know we're QPR, but I think we're just going to go forward. I, I can't see us going back. I mean, I think the club's doing brilliant with what we're doing at the minute and the, the players yeah. we've brought in. And You'd like to think the club has learned a lesson, backwards. don't you? I'd like to think they've learned the lesson from the Premier League, like uh, mercenaries that we signed, and we're now doing things properly. You'd like to think, because it's taken so long to do that, you'd like to think they're not going to mess it up I mean, if we were to get promoted in the next few years. Yeah, but it's like the likes if we lose these players, you know, it's going to happen one day if we don't go up. Natural cycle. We're only going to get money for them to then progress again if we, you know, if it ever happens. I hope we don't happen. We go up with them and they stay. That's that's the dream, isn't it? But it's it's QPR and it's football. But look at us. We're we're looking positive at the moment. Then, like the thing is, there's no guarantee. Even if even if we went up and we stayed up and say Dicky like, had an amazing season in the Premier League, keeping us up. Then there's another like top eight club are going to come in for him and offer us yeah. even bigger money. So then it's like, okay, well, you, you there's going to be players that offers come in. You, you can't say no to them, no matter what league we're in. I think we just need to enjoy this season in this squad because, yeah, you, you never know. You don't know what's going to happen. Look at some of the teams that have been in that championship for years and they've had probably seasons like we're about to have. And look at them now Derby, Bristol City, yeah. Reading, you know. Forest. So, yeah. So I just think let's just enjoy it. Let's just. You know, ride that good. wave. Yeah, ride it, enjoy it, um, and we'll just keep yeah and see where we go. And hopefully, we end up in a good. You know, if you could guarantee it, I'd love us to go up by the playoffs again. But you'd, you know, promotion, <laughs> and it's going to be difficult top two because actually, I think that 
those big teams are going to strengthen in the next week. You know, your West Brom, your Sheffield United, Fulham, Bournemouth, so I think they're all going to strengthen. Um, Stoke, I think Stoke are the massive dark horses for me this season. So, um, but yeah. yeah. So, quick, quick then before we end, Barnsley, I think it's going to be a tough game. I think we're going to feel that Wednesday game. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to go for a late, dramatic 2-1 win. Like, Ooh. Austin off the I'm, bench penalty. I'm going to go 4-1. Well, well, you laugh, mate, but I said about Lee Wallace being a dark horse and look at him, being superb. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he's, he's not a player though, mate. You don't Hello, know but, He might, hopefully. Well, is. Well, well, I've got sources as well, mate. Oh, have you? <laughs> Catch up. Hey, um, I'm going to go for a comfortable 2-0 win. I think we're going to control the game. And it's going to be a nice, straightforward victory tomorrow. Do you think Austin will be back? If he doesn't get the, well, he's not going to get this ban. This ban's not the, 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 well, it would have happened. It can't because the, the can't. ref seen it. The ref saw the yeah. incident and decided not to do anything. So um, in his report, so yeah, he could, nothing could happen. So if the ref, yeah, if the ref hadn't seen it, then there could have been retrospective action. But because the lucky. ref put it in his report, there's nothing. Yeah, he is lucky because if the ref hadn't seen it, he would have been. That's another free game ban, isn't it? Yeah. All right. Cool. Early kickoff then on Saturday. So um, let's hope for the best. Another mad week ahead of us, probably. Um, And um, yeah, we'll be back next week. Thanks for everyone for listening. Remember to subscribe and and get our future podcasts. It's been Um, brilliant as always. Yep. Have a great evening, lads. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Starting to believe a little bit. Well, Hoylet's got the better of Buxton. Puts it into an area. Keo Zamora! From the very brink of elimination, Bobby Zamora has surely scored another playoff winner. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.